Let us open our Bibles. Vikule Bible is a fe. For the reading of the word. Tusome chigambo. We shall read from the gospel according to St. Luke. Tugeno kusoma munjili ya Luka. Chapter 15. Sura ya 15. From verse 8. Okuva kulunyiro munana. We shall also read the same gospel Luke but chapter 21 tujja kusoma era mu njiri yemu ya Luke sura ya bilimwemu from verse 26 okuva kulinyulwa bilimwemu mukaga either what woman having 10 pieces of silver if she lose one piece doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it and when she hath found it She calleth her friends and her neighbors together saying Rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I had lost Likewise I say unto you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth Luka 15:18 Obama mukazichi alina elupia 10 Bwaburu wako elupiemu atakoleza tabaza na yele nyumba na nyikiro okunonya okutusa lwajizula bwajiraba aita mikwano je ne balirwanabe na gamba anti munsanyukireko kubanga nzudde elupiye badde embuzeko mbagamba anti bwechityo libasanyu mu maso gaba malaika bakatonda oloyali ne bibi omu eyenenya Let us also read Luke chapter 21 from verse, from verse 24 And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth uh, distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh lucas ulabiri mwemo kuva kunyulabiri mwenya bali tibwa nobojji bwechitala bali nyagibwa okutwalibwa mawanga gonna ne yerusalem chiriri nyirirwa aba mawanga okutuse biro byaba mawanga lobiri tukirira era wali bawo nobonero kunjuba ne kumwezi ne kumunyenye Nekunsi amawanga gali na kuwala ngabasamalirira olwokuuma okwenyanja na mayengo abantu ngabazirika olwentisa nolwokutunulira ebyo ebijja kunsi kubanga amanya agomuguru gali kankanyizibwa nebaliyo kabalaba omwana wo muntu ngajira muchire na amanyi nechitibwa chinene naye bigambe ebyo webiri twanula okubaawo mutunulanga waguru muimusanga emitwe jamwe Wango kunulibwa kwa mwe kuna atero kutuka. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mukama gatomukisa kusoma kwa kigambo che. You may be seated. Mutuleko.
Uh, I just want us to share this morning. Uh, getting my inspiration from verse 28. Which says, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Amen. Lift up your heads. Look up. For your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Amen. So everything that we see around is pointing to the coming of the Lord. The second coming of the Lord is getting closer and closer every day that passes by. This world that we see is heading to destruction. The coming of the Lord is closer than it was in the days of Paul, that it was in the days of Brother Branham, every day that passes by brings it closer and closer. And all these things that we see wars, rumors of wars, volcanic eruptions, uh, earthquakes in diverse places plagues like COVID, COVID which has brought the whole world on its knees all these are indicators that the second coming of the Lord is getting closer and closer and closer the Bible has told us Bible that when we see all these things, we should look up. We should lift up our heads and look up. For our redemption draws near. Isn't that good, wonderful news? When men's hearts are failing for fear, in this condition of COVID, people's hearts are perplexed. Everybody's confused. But when we see these things happening, you and me as believers, we should lift up our heads and look up for our redemption all these are signs are, are of the coming of the Lord to rescue us from this condition and take us home where there is peace where there is rest where there is no death where there are no plagues when we see all these conditions, we should look up. Brother Branham preached a sermon which he called looking unto Jesus. And in that sermon, he says that to look means to pay attention. 
So when the Bible tells us to look up, it means pay attention. Look up to Christ. Pay attention to Christ. Which Christ is the word? I remember when we used to, when we were in primary. During PE and so forth. They would tell us to stand at attention. And to stand at attention means you would stand watchful. They would say attention. You stand. Like this. At ease. You would relax a bit. So this is no time to relax. Look up. For your redemption draws near. Attention to Christ the Word. For your redemption is drawing near. When you see the condition that we are in, plagues upon plagues, Ebola, Ebola, HIV AIDS. Now COVID has come. And more plagues are coming. It is high time you and me as believers to look pay attention to Christ the Word. To seek Him with all your heart. Because our redemption is drawing near. It is getting closer and closer and closer. Paul was saying in Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1, he says, as we are so much compassed about with a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside all the weights and the sin that easily beset us. And let us run our race with patience. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen. As we have a cloud of witness, men of faith, men like Abraham, men like Gideon, who stood with the word, let us lay aside all the sins and all the weights that easily beset us. Weights, sins of omission. I believe, to me, that's what I feel. There are weights that weigh us down. You are supposed to pray. But you don't pray. That is a sin of omission. God expects you to pray. Pray without ceasing. God expects you to read the word. God expects you to meditate upon that word. God expects you to seek him. He says whosoever comes to God must believe that he is God and he is the reward of those ones who seek him. So if you don't seek him, then you are committing that sin of omission. 
Paul said in Romans chapter 7, I think verse 20, Paulo yagama mbarumi, he says, there is a law in me that when I want to do good, then sin, you know, overrides me. When I want to pray, I find myself not praying. And it's a wretched man. How will I be saved from this? They ask Brother Branham that question. And he said, the only way that you can overcome that is to go ahead and do good. You desire to wake up in the morning and worship the Lord and praise and seek his face. But the devil will bring sleep and he will fail you. He will tell you you are too tired. You slept late and you are going to be working throughout the day. So sleep a little. But the only way to overcome is to go ahead and do good. So lay aside the weights. Those are weights. You want to seek God? You want to seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost? But the devil will tell you, no, maybe you will seek when you get leave. Maybe you will seek when you get your holidays. But you should go ahead and seek God. Lay aside all the weight. And the sin that easily beset you. And run your race. With patience. Looking unto Jesus. The oath and perfect of your Brother Branham says. Sometimes he would be. Preparing for a sermon to preach. And he's getting inspirations from the Lord. And he says, during that time, his son Joseph would come with toys. And he pours them around him. And he says, please Joseph, go and play the other side. Take away your toys. You are detracting my attention. And then the boy would just move. And then after a while, he comes back to ask a question. And calls for, Daddy, what about this? Trying to detract his attention. And then he says, after I have prepared, you know, after chasing him, after preparing my sermon, he's busy there playing and he doesn't even come to me. To ask and he said, The devil would use him to do that. So, brother, sister, the devil will hinder you. He will hinder you from praying. He will hinder you from reading the word. When you start reading the word, you will bring sleep. When you lift up your hands you to watch God pray, you will feel weak and less. go ahead and do good. Let us lay aside all the weights and sins 
that easily beset us. And let us run with patience the rest that has been put before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Salvation is in looking to the Lord. When you see all the things happening, lift up your heads. Look up for your redemption draws near. Time is no more, brethren. The Bible says in first. Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16. It says, The Lord himself will descend with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and they that slept in Christ shall raise first. And we who shall be alive shall be caught caught up with them to be with the Lord in the air. Therefore, when you hear these words, comfort one another. So, rapture, the second coming of the Lord is so near. The Lord himself shall descend with a shout. And our prophet told us in that message of the rapture that the shout, the first step of the rapture. The Lord himself descending with a shout has already taken place. Because the shout is the message of the hour. The angel of the covenant appeared on Sunset Mountain with an open book. Revelation 10 Seven. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when shall begin to sound, all the mysteries of God shall be revealed. He appeared on Sunset Mountain with an open book and handed over all those mysteries to the prophets of Malachi 4.5. So the shout has already gone. We are just waiting for the voice of the archangel. Just like Christ appeared on the tomb of Lazarus. When he had died for four days. And he shouted, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, who had died for four days, been buried when he heard that voice of the archangel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to obey and come forth. You know that a similar thing will happen. The shout has already gone forth. We are waiting for the voice of the archangel the Lord Jesus Christ to appear in the clouds and shout and all all those ones who died in him will raise up. And then the trump of God, the prophet says it will gather us together to go in the air and be with him forever. 
So when we see all these things, then we should lift up our heads for our redemption draws near. When you see all those signs, the shout has already gone forth. The message of the hour. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. To turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the Pentecostal fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So the shout has already gone forth. But what have you done about it? How much attention have you given the word of God? How much attention have you given the message of the hour? Do you know that is the only thing that will save you? Nothing else will save you other than the message of the day. God was so gracious to send you and me that message of warning. As the world is confused and they don't know what is taking place, you and me, we know whatever is taking place. God has been so gracious to us to open our understanding to get in the program of God. It is just the grace and the mercy of God. The whole world is blind. They don't know what is taking place. But you and me, at least we know what is taking place. But what have you done about it? You know that is the only thing that will save you. A certain brother, in the days of Brother Branham, he was dying just at the point of death, at the, at the deathbed. And then he sent for Brother Branham to pray for him. And when the prophet reached the hospital, uh, the brother you know, told him, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. But tell me, Brother Branham, will I make it to heaven? And Brother Branham told him, if I was to be a, a physician, a, a medical doctor, maybe I would uh, take your temperature, maybe I would get your, your blood samples and so forth. But being your spiritual doctor, being your pastor, I also want to ask you this How have you treated the word? And this brother on the deathbed, he told him, Brother Branham, you know, you remember when you preached to me? I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
I put on my best suit. And you took me to the water. And you baptized me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, since that time, I have obeyed every word that you have preached. I have lived it. I have lived it. And the prophet looked at him and he told him, Brother, I also want to tell you one thing that you have passed from death to life. It's just because he had obeyed the word. He had looked to the Lord Jesus Christ. He had carried out his salvation with fear and trembling. Do you know that that is the only thing that will save you? To look to Jesus. The word. The message of your day. How do you treat that word? We come for fellowship. We come in the house of God to be corrected, to be judged. And the Bible says, if we judge ourselves, we cannot be judged with the world. In other words, we come here to look at ourselves in the mirror of the word of God and correct every area of our life and walk our life's journey here looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our life. The Bible says, in John chapter 5 verse 24, Jesus was saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He who hears these words of mine and believes him who sent me has everlasting life and will never be condemned. But he has already passed from death to life. He who hears these words and does not only hear them but does them. Just like that brother who was dying. He heard about baptism in much water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and he put on his best suit and the prophet baptized him. And from then Onward, he lived the life of the world. No wonder the prophet told him, you have already passed from death unto life. How have you carried the word? Do you live the life of the world? In this lockdown that we are in, Whereby there are no fellowships, physical fellowships. Everybody is on his road. How do you treat the word? Do you live the life of the word? Do you love God? Are you in fellowship? How is your fellowship life? You know, fellowship does not mean physical fellowship. 
our prophet told us that fellowship uh, he prescribed it as two fellows in a ship. Two fellows having the same mind in agreement moving in the same direction in a ship. In other words, it is you and Christ fellowshipping together. In agreement to him the word. Having the same mind. Not having your mind. The Bible says that let all of us have the mind of Christ. Which is the mind of the word. So God expects you to be in fellowship. Wherever you are, even in the lockdown. I remember when the president was closing the churches. He said that when he was young, he was taught by the catechism that God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. So he said, God can be in your home. God is everywhere. That's what he said. So he can meet you in your home. He is omnipresent. When you hide yourself in a bush and you seek his face, he will fellowship with you in your small room. When you kneel down and pray, he will fellowship with you. Have you done that in this lockdown when all the churches are closed? How is your fellowship life with you? Do you abandon yourself? And the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you have a closer walk with him? He said, I love those ones who love me. And those ones who seek me, they will find me. Do you desire to seek him? He said, draw near to me. I also draw near to you. Have you taken a step? To draw near to him in prayer and seeking him. How is your fellowship life? How faithful are you to him? As we are not fellowshipping, gathering ourselves physically together. Are you still faithful to him? When the deacons are not following you. When the pastor maybe is not seeing you here physical fellowship. What kind of life are you living? Do you know that salvation is an individual affair with God? It is a personal relationship with your God. Salvation is not a group thing. No, 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 no. It is an individual relationship with your God. How is your relationship with your God this morning? Are you faithful to him? 
In that scripture which we read, Luke 15, 8, talks about that woman who lost her coin. Amen? Amen. And the Bible says, she lit she swept the whole house trying to look for that place. She became restless until she got that coin. And the Bible says when she got it she rejoiced. She called her neighbors come and we rejoice together for I have recovered my only coin. And the prophet says that coin in those olden days they used to have uh, just like we have wedding rings in those olden days they used to have what they call tablets. It used to be put where just on like you see a turban of these Arabs. had different coins. Ten of them. Kumi. And each coin represented a virtue. Maybe one of them was faithfulness. It was a symbol of a wedding ring. Each one represented a virtue of that woman towards her husband. Maybe one of them was faithfulness. Maybe one of them was love. Maybe one of them was obedience. And if she had all the ten coins, it was a sign of her virtuousness to her husband. And when this woman, maybe when she lost one of the coins from that tablet, maybe the coin of faithfulness, and her husband was away, and he was supposed to come back, she got disturbed. What if he comes and he finds this coin of Faithfulness. She will know I'm unfaithful. That's why she had to search. That's why she had to get a light. That's why she had to get a broom to make sure she gets this coin and put it back. Do you know? That we also have a covenant with our husband. The Lord Jesus Christ. He said I'm going to prepare for you. A good place. And I will come and take you. So that where I am. You may be also. We have. A wedding ring with him. We have a symbol. And we should have all these virtues. Just like Galatians 5, I think, 22 says, These are the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Peace. 
joy, long suffering, love, all those virtues, we should keep them for our Lord. How faithful are you this morning to the Lord Jesus Christ? In this lockdown, whereby you are not being followed up, how faithful are you? Do you still love the Lord as you used to love him before the lockdown? Are you still in fellowship with him? Or maybe you lost that coin of faithfulness. And if you lost it, it is high time that you go down on your knees and cry to God until he restores to you that way. Because the coming of the Lord is drawing so close. Brethren, this is a time of preparation. This is a time of making inventory of our lives. This is a time of soul seeking. How am I treating Christ? The am I living a life that is pleasing to him? Do I have a closer walk with him? Is he my friend as he used to be? Or maybe I stumbled him somewhere. How is your life? With the word. With Christ. Do you still love him as you used to love him? Hear what the prophet is saying here. In this Ephesian church age. He says, A few moments ago, I mentioned that John understood what it was to love God. That great apostle of love would certainly see you would certainly see it when the church began to lose that first love of God. In first John 5.3 he says, He says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, his word. One literal deviation from that word was a step away from Christ. Amen? Amen. One literal deviation from the word of God is a step away If you deviate from prayer, Maybe you used to wake up early in the morning before you do anything. You lift up your hands and you worship and praise him. And you go deep in prayer. And now you abandon that. When you do that, you are a step away from Christ. A little deviation from the word is a step away from Christ. If you used to witness 
and you'd get ignited. And you'd feel good. And you no longer do it. But you Christ. Amen. Amen. How is your life this morning? Do you still have Christ with you? Or you are far away from him? He goes on to say, People say they love God. They go to church. They even shout and rejoice and sing and have a great emotional time. But when it is all over, watch and see if they are in that world. Walking in it, living in it, if they go through all the other and then don't walk in that word, they can say they love God. But their lives tell another story. I wonder if John didn't see a lot of that before he died. People saying they loved God, but not obeying his word. Oh, Ephesian church. Something is happening to you. Oh, speckled bird. Something is happening to you. Oh, brother, sister. Something is happening to you. You can say that you love the Lord. And you can shout it on the top of your voice. But let me see how you treat Christ. You walk the life of the world. You live. In the word. Jesus said. If you love me. Obey my commandments. So what shows that you love him. Is when you live the life of the word. In this lockdown, are you living the life of the world? When we see the coming of the Lord, so close, and every day is getting closer and closer. Do you have Christ with you? Or you left him far away from you by disobedience to the word? When we see all these things happening, we should look up. We should lift up our heads. Our redemption draws near. May the Lord help us to look to Jesus. May the Lord help us to do soul searching. See the condition that we are in. And make sure we are friends of the Lord Jesus Christ. And make sure we have done whatever he wants us to do. And make sure we have lived the life of the world. And make sure we are in good relationship with him. Brethren, that's the only thing that God was so gracious to send us Elijah the prophet. When the whole world is confused, to prepare you and me for the second coming. 
How prepared are you? Are you seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you know that is the only prerequisite to the rapture? Without the Holy Ghost, you will not make it to the rapture. Are you seeking? Are you filled? Are you bothered about it? Or you are just comfortable, you are relaxed. Are you paying attention to it? God is a rewarder. Those ones who seek him diligently. People who put in a lot of effort and seek him with a lot of carefulness. They repent of their sins. And remain there until they are filled. How have you treated Christ the word? Do you still love him? As you used to love him. Are you still fervent? Does the word excite you? Or you no longer love the word? I remember when I just accepted Christ. Oh, fellowship. It used to make me so excited. I would even prepare early enough. I would spend sleepless nights just contemplating how fellowship is going to be. I believe I'm also backslidden. Because the way I used to get excited is not the same excitement I have now. You know sometimes you get for more kind of take things granted. I remember we used to walk from Kamoche sometimes with pastor for overnights at Miracle Center. Just on Kayanja preaching. And we would walk all that distance. And then in the morning, go back home. You know, getting excited. You still get that excitement? Brother Branham talks of a tourist. Brother Branham, I get a kumulambozi. Who was going to see the sea? It was his first time to see the, the, uh, the sea. He used to hear about it. That is a wonderful scenery. He, maybe he would read about it. That at the sea there are waves. It is a vast mass of water Mazi. which stretches from one point to another point. Mchirala. It has blue water e know, waves. Mayengo, and he used to imagine how it looks. Like. And he says, one day, he went to visit the sea. And he was so excited about it. And when he was approaching it, he met a fishmonger. 
He was coming from fishing at that very sea. You know, carrying his fish. And the man asked him, Are you coming from the sea? He said, Yes. Oh, it is my first time. I'm just going to visit the sea. I have heard about it. That it has wonderful waves. That it has good salt water. That there are seagulls there. So I'm excited. I'm elated to go and see that sea. And the fishmonger looked at him. He said, what's special about this sea? I don't see anything exciting. And the man wondered, you mean you are not excited? No. This is the usual thing. I look. I'm there every day. And Brother Branham says, Brother Branham that because this fishmonger was so familiar to the sea, it had no impact. The impact that this tourist had about the sea. He had become so much familiar to the sea that it was no longer exciting. And he said, do you know that Christians are also like that? They get so much used. So much familiar with the things of God. Oh, fellowship. That is a usual thing. I had the pastor here emphasizing last Sunday. Sunday Sunday stream live streaming. When he said, you people, even when you are in your home, be attentive. Gather yourselves together. And listen to the word. Make it in such a way that you are in church. I believe the Holy Spirit was showing him that people have taken live streaming as... Maybe when lockdown had just started, people used to be focused. They would prepare new things and make sure Live streaming time is coming. And they would all be focused on that. But this time they are getting familiar. Do you know that brethren we get familiar with the things of God? All fellowship. It just becomes a routine. Well, I have to wake up in the morning. It's just a routine. But you don't do it with all the zeal. You don't do it from the bottom of your heart. Brethren, are we getting familiar with the things God? May the Lord help us. The Bible says, let us carry out our salvation with fear and trembling. We should not familiar the things of God. He's a merciful God. Remember where he picked you from. 
Remember how he has sustained you. Remember how he opened your eyes. To see this truth. When the whole world is confused. And they don't know what is taking place. So we should not familiar God. We should love God with all our heart. Have you lost that coin of love for God? It is high time. You carry out. You search yourself. And see the condition that you are in. Because the coming of the Lord is drawing very, very near. Now the prophet says, the only thing that can save any man in any age is to cling as much as possible to the message of his day. That's the only thing that can save you. In the days of Noah, People who listened to Noah's message and clung to it and repented of their sins and entered the ark. Only eight souls. Noah's family who heard the preaching of Noah and entered the ark. They are the only ones who got saved. In the days of Lord, only three souls had the message of their messenger of the two angels escape quickly run yonder those mountains. Only three souls Lord and his two daughters Escape quickly. Don't even turn and look behind. The wife had started the journey. But the Bible says that when she turned to look behind, she became a pillar of salt. In the days of Moses, the only people who escaped the judgment of God when the death angel was passing. Are people who took the instructions of Moses. And they killed a lamb and applied blood on the, the, the doorposts. And they closed themselves in the, the, the houses. And they ate the lamb, the whole lamb, in the Those are the only people who escaped judgment. And in our day, the only thing that will save you and is to cling as much as possible to the message of Malachi 4, 5. How have you treated it? Have you lived it? That is the only thing that will save you. Let us read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 1. That is the only thing that will save you to cling as much as possible to 
to the message of your day. It says, but of the times and of the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. Abasulonike tsoka esuleokta nukubakunyo soka. Na ye ebientu konebiro aboruganda temweta kubiwa ndikirwa. Kubanga mweka mumanyide dala olunakuruwa mukama waferu jango mubi echido bweru tiyo. Webali banga bogeranti mirembe siwali kabi okuzikirizo kwa mangu ne kulioka kubajira ngokulumwa we kujiro mukazi aliyorubuto so tebali wona na katono amen amina oh mukama yabaze byuganda kigeye burungi nyo thanks be to the lord ne mumanyiti ebyetuko nebiro tebyeta agisa oba tebyeta agwa kubawandikirwa because you know them you Mwe. The elect of God. Mwabalonde ba katonda. You know. Mumanyi. The program of God. Mumanyi nteka teka ya katonda. When the whole world is confused. Ensiyo nange ili mkutabulo. And they don't know what is taking place. Natepa manji chigena masu. Gwenange. You and me. Mumanyi ebientu uko nebido. We know of the times. We know. Tumanyi. That the great and dreadful day of the Lord is coming. Tunakorenti suramu kama ruja. We know that's why he sent us Elijah the prophet. Tumanyi era yensongaracha tumireria nabi. We know. Tumanyi. Thanks be to the Lord that we know. Yebazibwe mukama anti tumanyi. For the Lord himself kubanga mukama mwe shall come in like a thief. Ali jango mubi muchiro. That's what the Bible says. Bible bwe yogera. When people are saying peace, abantu ngabagama mirembe, mirembe. Then a sudden destruction. Awo kuzikirizo kwamangu. Will come upon them. Nekulioka kubajira. The Bible says, Bible egamba, as it was in the days of Noah. Ngabwe chali mbiro bya Noah. So shall it be. Bwe chili babwe chityo. The coming of the son of Noah. Mubisere byokudda ko mwana wo muntu. For they did eat. Kubanga balya. They drank. Ne banywa. They married. They were given into marriage. And then when the last person entered the ark, a sudden destruction came upon As it was in the days of Lord. They ate, they drank. They bought, they sold. They built. But when Lord left, Fire and Gomorrah. Fire and brimstone. Descended upon Sodom and Gomorrah. People saying peace, peace. peace. And the sudden destruction Do you know that before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, just a few hours before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, people there were saying peace. They were eating. They were drinking. Because the Bible says, when those two angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they reached Lord's house. And when they were in the house, the condition was so bad. Homosexuality, lesbianism was going on. And when they learned that these 
men have come. They have to force Lot's door. They to house. So that they know these two men. And Lot had to go outside and plead. Perhaps some imagine daughters They to force the door The angels just held Lord, and they came out. And they blinded all these people. They didn't know that destruction was going to befall them. Just a few hours, maybe about 36 hours. Peace, peace was going that is the same thing happening today. People are they are married. They are giving in marriage. They are selling. Life is moving on. Lord's wife herself, after getting instructions, she is not supposed to look behind. And she moves. And the prophet says, maybe she remembered the businesses she had. Businesses in Sodom and Gomorrah. The, 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 the saloons and Saloon shops and all. The oh, her mind had to turn back. She didn't know that destruction was going to befall them. Before God destroyed Egypt, before the death angel passed, people didn't know. They were getting used to plagues. But now the worst plague was coming. The angel was going to pass. But people didn't know. But yet the children of Israel, they knew. Thanks be to the Lord that you know. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, three angels visited Abraham. And you know the whole story. How Abraham prepared them a meal. The and so forth. And then after that he gave a promise to Sarah. And when they were leaving. The two angels were going to Sodom and Gomorrah. One of the angels. The Lord himself. Remained with Abraham. And the Bible says, he told Abraham, can I hide anything from my servant Abraham? Seeing that out of him will come a great nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. He said, I have heard the iniquity of Sodom and Gomorrah. It has grieved my heart. And I have come gwangu. down to see. And when Abraham learned of that. He started pleading with God. He knew God had come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And his nephew Lord was there. He started pleading with God. Lord what if they are 50? Will you destroy the, 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 50, the, the righteous with the unrighteous? And God told him if they are 
They but God had to have mercy upon his nephew. When people are saying peace, 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 then a sudden destruction will befall them. But thanks be to the Lord that you, his elect, Abraham is a type of the bride. Abraham, God could not keep anything from him. Even you and me, his elects, God has been so gracious. He has sent us Malachi 4 with a message of warning. Behold, I send you a light before the great and dreadful day to warn us to make us prepared for his coming. When they will be saying, peace, peace. For when they shall say, peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travel upon a woman, and they shall not escape. Amen. Amen. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of the light. And the children of the day. We are not of the night. Nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep. As do others. But let us watch. And be sober. Oh glory to the Lord. We are not children of darkness. That one makes me emotional. I feel like shedding tears. Why? Am I not a child of darkness? Lord, why did you choose me not to be a child of darkness but be a child of the light? When the whole world is saying peace, peace, how come that you warned me? Brethren, it is entirely amazing. Let us not span this grace. Let us be sober. Let us seek the face of God. Let us draw near to Him. Because He has been so gracious. How come? That he has extended this mercy to you. Oh, it is entirely grace. Indeed, the grace of God is amazing. It is amazing grace. Amen? Amen. But let us who are of the day be sober. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. 
but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. God didn't prepare us for wrath. But he prepared us for grace to be blessed through our Lord Jesus Christ. That should have made you to say amen wherever you are. Thank Jesus because of the gift of salvation. Thank Jesus because of choosing you. And he opened your eyes. And you knew this truth. Truth that warns you. Truth to prepare you for his coming. When the whole world is confused and they are saying peace, then a sudden destruction. Do you know brethren and that sudden destruction is not far away. Sometimes we put it in the future. That great and dreadful day that great tribulation is not far. It isn't. Because the prophet says just like in the ages the seven church ages they used kind of overlap when one is soon starting just kind of enter into the that's how things of God are just like a really race when people are running there are different teams different you know, people in a team. Maybe four or five. One starts with a button. He runs and gives it to another. another one to but when is one is bringing that button to hand it over to his, in most cases one draws behind you know that the things of God are also like that when we see all these things plagues it is an indicator of the great plagues in the great tribulation. COVID is a sign that there is something greater than COVID in the great tribulation. COVID is a foretest of the great, great plagues that are coming ahead in the great and dreadful day of the Lord. But thanks be to the Lord that he has warned you of what is going to happen. He has given you a message of preparation to get ready for his second coming. Oh, he's a wonderful God. He's full of grace and mercy. The prophet says here in this message of watchman, what of the night. 
omukumi echirochi gamba chi watch how scriptural isaiah was when he said watchman what of the night wetegereze engeri isaiah je yali mu byawandikwe weyogera na gamba anti omukumi echirochi gamba chi you can read that one in isaiah chapter 21 echo subulo chisoma mu isaiah sura ya bilimwe from verse 1 to around 12 okuba kunyuruso kapaka kulwe 12 he said the morning cometh and the night also what the morning comes but the night comes before the morning what was it anyone knows that just before the break of day just at the hours of the approaching of the day it turns darker than it ever was omuntu obudde Amen. Amina. Watchman. Omukumi. What of the night? Echido. What of the day? Chigamba chi. And the watchman said, Omukumi na gamba. The day cometh. But the night also. And the prophet is telling us that before daybreak. Maybe around dawn there before the sun comes. Ngomu sana tagunavayo. Around 4:35 darkest because the sun is pressing together all this darkness Conjuring it and compressing it together so it gets more dark the day cometh but the night also watch how scripture oh my friends listen to that says the lord if you consider me to be his servant it's just before the break of day that's why this horrible gloom is over the earth. That's why this horrible gloom has covered the earth. Because the day is soon breaking. It's just before the coming of the Lord Jesus. There is no more hope left in nothing but his coming. Nations are against nations. And they have fooled through God's laboratory till they got the power to blow one another into atomic ashes. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham agamba, will just, man will just destroy himself. They have entered laboratories. They are manufacturing bombs, bombs, bombs and that, just to destroy themselves. The gloom is hanging all over the world. And they are wicked. And they are unreligious and they are 
unchristlike. And the only motive they have and object is to destroy. And they are inspired by the destroying angel. That was sent from heaven to inspire these men. Amen. The prophet says they are wicked. They are unreligious. They are unchristlike. And the motive they have and objective is only to destroy. That is their motive. Those are their objectives. They want to destroy. You have ever heard of this new world order? Whereby they want to depopulate mainly people, you know, nations, you know, to depopulate Africa. They are unchristlike. They are unreligious. Just a few people. Who have selfish motives. Africa. It is densely populated. It has a lot of natural resources. They have gold, they have uranium, they have good food, natural food. So what do they do? They manufacture genetically modified Foods. Those Up to now, the government, I think the president has failed, has refused to sign a law which uh, you know, accepts, you know, GMOs, Seeds cannot reproduce themselves. It is believed that these natural seeds of ours, the natural genet, the natural bean, they have all those natural seeds. And they took them to Norway in a certain seed bank. And they are keeping them there. And they are giving us those they are doing a lot of things. They say, you know, we Africans. We are useless people. So they want to destroy us. To eliminate us. So just a few of them can control this world. You are an African, you are just a useless eater. They will depopulate you. All these things like COVID, they are just being manufactured. Ebola, such things, you know, to destroy and us. Men who have wrong motives. Men who are and Christians. They have wrong motives. Amen. So darkness. The day cometh. But even night cometh. As the coming of the Lord is drawing near. As that morning star. The Lord Jesus Christ. 
as he's pressing this darkness, as he's pressing all these funny, funny conditions, men of bad motives, you know uh, politics and those funny, funny things, he's pressing darkness together. The day cometh, and the night also. The Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ is soon appearing in the clouds. The bright and morning star is coming close and close and close. He's pressing against this darkness. Causing a lot of gloom. The world is getting more confused. It is an indicator that the day is soon breaking. The Son of Man is soon appearing in the clouds. The coming of the Lord is drawing near. Watchman, what of the night? The day cometh, but the night also. Let me say in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit sent as a watchman on the tower. And as the people cry, what of the night? Are you weary of this life? Are you weary of sin? Are you weary of funeral processions? And sicknesses and ungodliness on every hand? Has the night been long? And weary? What? of the night watchman. He said, the morning cometh. See, comfort. And the night also is coming. What is the night? Look how in perfect harmony with the scripture. Isaiah was. In the regular course of nature, Always that the approaching of the sun congeals the darkness together. And makes it dark. It's darker before the day than any other time in the night. Why? It's the approaching of the light. That is making it dark. Amen. The morning star. The Lord Jesus Christ. Is pressing darkness together. The coming of the Lord. Oh, all ye saints of light proclaim. Jesus, the light of the world. Life and mercy in his name. Jesus, the light of the world. We walk in the light. Such a beautiful light. Come where the dew of mercy abroad. The bright and morning star. Soon appearing in the clouds. Watchman. What of the night? The day cometh. But the night also. Brother, sister. Brother, sister. Are you tired of funerals? Are you tired of this funny, funny life that is going on? Are you tired of the gloom that is covering the world? Lift up your head. Look up. 
Your redemption draws near. The coming of the Lord is so close. It is drawing nearer and nearer and nearer. And it's the approaching of the Lord Jesus Christ now that is bringing this gloom upon the earth. Did not he say when these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head for your redemption is drawing near. Oh, it is closer than we think. It should put us in desperation. Not to be like these foolish virgins and be left here. These virgins, they got the word maybe, but they did not have oil in their lamps. They were sanctified, but they were not baptized with the Holy Ghost. And when the bridegroom appeared, they tried to trim their lamps. And they were waiting and failing. And they asked from their friends, can you give us some little oil? They said, no, 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 we don't have enough. And the Bible says that when they went to see, the bridegroom came. Let us not be like these foolishness. Let us go on our knees and seek and despair and cry to God He faithful to give us the Holy Ghost. Let us realize the time that we are in and seek the Lord while he can still be found while he is still near. Oh, may the Lord help us. He says, those people in this message of desperation, those people had seen the hand of God. He says, now I believe that we are living in the days that we are, on otherwise, the days that we are living in should cause the church to go completely into desperation. I believe since the message this morning from God, not me, I believe it ought to throw this entire congregation into desperation. That we have played long enough. We've went to church long enough. We've got to do something. Brother, sister, Brother, sister, you have got to do something. You have got to look for that lost coin. You have got to repent. And put things right. You have got to go on your knees. And remain there. Until God has filled you. You have to do something. We have played enough. Church, do something. God wants you to do something. About your life. For the day cometh. The coming of the Lord is coming. It's growing close and close. You have to do something about it. Those people had seen the hand of God. And that night of the communion, 
He's talking about, I think, Egypt here. The children of Israel before the death angel passed. They took it in desperation because they know that something was fixing to happen. And we know something is fixing to happen. And remember the coming of the Lord will be a sudden secret going away. He will come and take her like a thief in the night. And to think that if somebody all of a sudden there is members of our family gone, and you are left behind. Oh, it should throw us into dispatch. That by the grace of God, we will not be left back behind. If there is anything I don't want, don't leave me, Lord. That should be your cry. Lord, don't leave me behind. Don't leave me in this confused world. Don't leave me in this gloom, Lord. Fill me with the Transform my life, Lord. That should be your cry. That the Lord should not leave you. And on the Lamb's book of life, I want my name wrote. I want you to remember me when the roll call is called. And it throws me into desperation. That is like Paul said, after he preached the gospel, shall I be a cast off? It could happen. So it throws me into disparation. Disparation. To think of after all these years of preaching. Would I, could I, a place come where I could fail him? What is the next move? What must I do next? And it throws me into another stage. What can I do? It throws me to the mountains and to the valleys. Can we imagine the prophet of the day thinking maybe I'm not right somewhere. After preaching to others, Lord, you may leave me at and it will throw him to go and seek God. This is the man who was filled with the Holy Ghost. This was the prophet of the age. Then what about you and me? How ought we to despair, brethren? May the Lord help us. Time is no more. Lift up your head. Look up. For your redemption draws. May the Lord help us. May he help us. Time is no more. The only safety is in Christ Jesus. Escape quickly. Run to Christ. He says here, Think of that horrible hour that is facing the whole world. Think of that horrible gloom that is facing every person unsaved 
today muroze kunzikizeyo erimbula mbwabuli muntu yenna atalo kukanga all nations and all the mountains and all the farms and all the houses that they gloried they gloried in shall be made powder to volcanic ashes again amawanga embera je galimu amayumba gonna ensozi zonna nebifo nebintu ebyebitibwa byonna bibazibenyumirizam bijja kufuke vu just in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. But those who love the Lord. Those who have the morning stars light. Do you have the morning stars light this Oh yes, you have the message of the hour. That is the morning stars message. Morning stars light. God has sent it to you. To prepare you. Amen? But those who love the Lord, those who have the morning stars light, that they are getting getting their eyes on him and off the things of the world. Amen. And as Paul wrote in his closing episode, before he left the earth, he was weary and nervous and tired. Oh, how I feel for that little Jew. When he said, let no one trouble me. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And henceforth, there is a crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day. Then he thought of the morning stars appearing. Oh, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. Oh, brethren, let us lift up our heads. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Let us look to Jesus. He's the only hope that we have. That bright and morning star. He's our everything. He's everything to us. He's our light. He's our salvation. He's our strength. He's our everlasting portion. He's our savior. He's our God. Left, lift up your eyes to him. It is in him only that there is salvation. God bless you so much. My faith looks up to thee. Thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior, Divine.
Ask him to restore that coin maybe which you lost. Oh, he's here this morning. He's here to give you a closer walk.
loving Heavenly Father. Lord, we love you. We love you, Father, because you first loved us. 
when we are miserable, wretched, you extended your hand of grace and mercy. And you picked us up, Lord, from our mires of sin. And here we are as trophies of the Lord, as the elects of the Lord. You are revealing to us, Lord Jesus, your program of salvation. What a loving God you are to us. May you help us, Lord, to look up. To look up to you. Because you are the only hope that we have. You are our everything, King of Lords. You are our salvation. You are our righteousness. You are our light. You are our strength. You are our everlasting portion. We are weak and frail without you. Just like you said in your word, Father, that without me you can do nothing. And indeed, Lord, without you can do nothing. But we are depending on one thing, Father, this morning, that you started the good work in us, you will accomplish it. May you give us, Lord, the hunger and the thirst for more, more of you. For you are here to fill us. You are here to mold us in the image of Christ. King of glory, look at those hands that have been lifted up before you. Beneath every hand that has been lifted up. Father, there is a need, King of glory. Loving Jesus, I pray, Father, that you meet everyone who has lifted up his her hand at their points of need. Minister to those needs, King of glory. You are not limited by distance. You are a God, our healer. By your stripes, we are already healed. You are that great physician. You are our provider, Lord. You are our, ever, our everlasting portion. You are our everything, King of glory. Meet those needs, loving Jesus. Satisfy them, King of glory. Because you are rich in mercy. We love you, Lord. We worship you. We glorify your name. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.